Hello friends, happy Monday. I'm so sorry I'm late. I realize this is the evening, but hey, it's still Monday. I need to get back on my shit because I've been skipping. I have not been consistent. And listen, it's been one because Peyton came back and I just, every free second, I want to be in his skin. I'm obsessed with him. Two, I have been so fucking sick these this past week and it's been nasty. I don't know. I guess it's probably a common cold and I'm being a baby because I'm one of those people that is like, I never get sick, which listen, usually I don't, but something has happened. My immune system is shit. Um, so of course, I'm going to turn this into tips that I have. One, I took the most insane immunity shot. It was by the brand GTS that makes the kombucha. Um, it was in a little glass bottle and it was straight turmeric. Like I'm sure I would bet all my money that it was turmeric and water. I took it, almost vomited, but I felt much better today. Two, Sudafed saves all. Peyton was like, this is the same ingredients as Dayquil. It's not. Sudafed is different. Sudafed saved me. Three, this is not for the sickness. This is post-sickness, but some this is a weird thing that is probably not real and I have no science to back it, but I still believe it. I get a little freaked out when I'm sick and I take a bunch of like medicines that I don't usually put in my body. On the day-to-day, I don't usually take medicine. I take ibuprofen once a month when my cramps are so bad and I'm evil. And that's about it. And then when I'm sick, like I said, I take Sudafed and I'll take like the random Dayquil and NyQuil. Because I've been taking Sudafed every day for five days and a random Dayquil, NyQuil cough drop here and there, I get a little freaked out about putting all those chemicals in my body. And you know, you may say, Kat, you slam seven tequila shots and act like it's nothing and that's a toxin. What do you do for that? The same fucking thing I do. So I'm taking my charcoal supplement by Symbiotica. I really like this one. I will say I noticed this in my own testing because I'm a lab rat, but then and also giving it to our roommate and to Peyton. Whenever we take charcoal, like an hour before we go out drinking, I swear it greatly reduces hangover. Like the, it doesn't help with anxiety. I still get the scaries and I still get sad and anxious the next day, but like the physical repercussions of drinking, I do not feel as much. So then I'm taking charcoal again right now because. I want to get like all the medicine chemicals out of me too. So I'm taking that every day. Hopefully that helps. That was number three. Number four, another Symbiotica supplement. Their vitamin C packets are so fucking good and they're like a thousand milligrams of vitamin C. It's a ton. I'm hoping it helps with my sickness, preventing future sickness, but I'm also hoping it helps with my skin. We put vitamin C on our face all the time in serum form. So I'm hoping that if I take it, maybe I'll get a cute little vitamin C, tangerine, orange juice glow from within. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Number five, I made this super easy miso soup that everyone should make just for kicks, even if you're not sick. But if you are sick, I think this has helped me too. It's the only thing that I've eaten in the past like two days. And sorry, that sniff was so gross. If you can hear that like really intensified sniff because I sniff so fucking close to the mic, I'm sorry. Anyways, this soup has really helped me. So it's literally just miso broth, shredded chicken I'd already made, rice I'd already made, and then I put shredded carrots for more vitamin C. You see what I'm doing there? And chopped green onion in it. Delicious. So good. And yeah, I I can't say enough good things. It was really, really good. Another update for you guys. 
So I am going to do a whole episode on this, on how I deal with I don't know what's going on, but the last like couple weeks, I've been having panic attacks once a week. Maybe it's something in the air. Maybe it's daylight savings. Maybe it's, I have no idea. I'm going to do a whole episode on how I deal with panic attacks. But one of them is I do something with my hands. Like I've told you guys that I really like to bake because it makes me keep my hands busy. So when I get really anxious and panicky, I try a new recipe because then I'm doing something with my hands. All this to say, I made pad thai the other day and I made it really spicy. And I think that also helped clear my sinuses too. Some people do a sriracha. I just put in a ton of red pepper flakes and that helped me a lot. Okay. Whatever. My sickness. Hopefully by the time we chat on Thursday, I'm going to be normal. Today's Monday. I'm giving it three more days. If I do not feel better by Thursday, I'm going to lose it. So today in my athletic greens packet for this month, I have it on repeat. I get it every month. There is a little pamphlet in it and it's really cool. They provide really insightful marketing. I love athletic greens. It's a great brand. It's a really good greens powder. Yes, it's pricey, but I truly believe you get what you pay for when it comes to supplements. Some of them are scams, but this is a really good one. In the pamphlet, there is a little breakdown of Dr. Andrew Huberman's day. If you know Daddy Huberman, you know he is all things health, wellness, biohacking. And in today's episode, I want to go through his day and give you my thoughts and what I would do, what I would change, what I wouldn't change. Let's get into it. Dr. Kat, make them send Dr. Andrew Huberman, tomato, tomato, right? Let's go. Welcome to the My Brain Hurts podcast. I'm your host, Kat Makemson. Sit back, sit tight, enjoy the ride, and here's to a lot of brains that don't hurt. Guys, like I said, Dr. Andrew Huberman, Dr. Daddy Huberman. Huberman. He is the one. He is my goal. Someday I want the resources. I want to be just like him and biohack the way that he does. He is a great podcast to listen to. He's been on so many interviews of other podcasters. If you just do a quick little Google of his name or search him in wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple Music, any of it, you'll find him. He's wonderful and he's so knowledgeable. He is a professor at Stanford. That's his background there. Yes, he's he has his doctorate. Um, he does get a little too dense for me sometimes. Like sometimes he'll lose me because I, I I can't retain all the science of it. I try to, I really do. But if I'm not sitting there truly taking notes on everything he's saying, sometimes it's a little one year and out the other. But that's why I really like this little anatomy of his day because it's bite sized and we can talk about it. So let's get into it, Doctor Huberman. His sun up to sundown. Shout out Athletic Greens for this. So at 6.30 a.m., he wakes up. He immediately gets outdoor light exposure. Who also says that? Dr. Cat, Dr. Huberman, one and the same. He immediately gets outdoor light exposure because it causes a healthy cortisol peak that early in the morning. You're going to get increased energy and alertness. Who says that? And it'll help you fall more easily at night. So obviously I say this to you guys all the time, but I completely agree this, with this one. It is so important to get sunlight early in the morning. It's great for your circadian rhythm. It's great to spike cortisol and wake you up. When you get sunlight early in the morning, this is harder. Well, I guess it's made easier with daylight savings because we wake up with the sun more, but 
This helps your body realize that we need to be awake when the sun's awake. So it's important to do this. It's also really good for eye health. My contact glasses girlies, if you know, you know, this is important for eye health too. So he's doing that at 6.30 a.m. when he wakes up. 6.45, 15 minutes later after he's gotten his sunlight. And I'm going to assume, I'm going to assume because it's Dr. Huberman that at 6.30 a.m., When he goes outside and he gets his outdoor light exposure, I bet he's meditating or he's doing some form of mindfulness practice. 15 minutes later, he's drinking 32 ounces of water, one liter of water directly in the morning. He adds electrolytes, which could be salt, that could be element, that could be any type of electrolyte powder. The reason behind this is When you wake up, you're extremely dehydrated. Your body used all of your extra hydration during the night to allow yourself to rest and recover. So that's why you need the added benefit of the salt of the electrolytes in the morning to restore proper hydration. At the same time, he's skipping rope. Go off, Andrew Huberman. Ideally, while outside facing the sun. Okay, I knew there was habit stacking there, which is also further giving him that healthy cortisol release and clearing lingering adenosine, which inhibits arousal and causes sleepiness. That's interesting. I didn't know that part. I didn't know the cortisol release. I didn't know anything about adenosine, but that makes sense that you want to clear that out because it's causing drowsiness. So immediately getting a little bit of movement. I agree with this. I do not skip rope directly in the morning, but I'm a big fan of the morning walk. I highly recommend a morning walk. After he's done his rope skipping and he has had his water, Andrew Huberman is immersion up to the neck in 45 degree water for one to three minutes. So this is really cold. He says he wants to get out, but he can safely stay in. And the reason for the deliberate cold exposure, which we also say this one too, I do not have a cold plunge. Someday it's the goal. We all want to be daddy Huberman someday, but I think a cold shower will do the trick too. That's my favorite thing to do in the morning. I love a three minute cold shower after dry brushing. There's nothing like it. The reason for deliberate cold exposure is you're getting a significant release of epinephrine, which is adrenaline, and norepinephrine, which is noradrenaline. Both of these neurochemicals make us feel really alert in both the brain and the body. So you know when I say like if you're geeking out, get cold because it's a shock to the brain. Like you're getting that alertness in the brain. When you have anxiety, get cold. When you're feeling groggy, get cold. This is huge. With deliberate cold exposure, these levels are going to stay elevated for an amount of time and that's going to increase your energy levels and your focus. So highly agree with everything he's saying so far. Shocker, I learned it all from him. This is wonderful. Okay, another big one by Andrew Huberman that he swears by is 8.30. So this is two hours after he's woken up. 8.30 is when he's having his first bit of caffeine. He says that delaying caffeine intake by 90 to 120 minutes after waking helps increase alertness and avoids the afternoon crash. He drinks unsmoked yerba mate tea as his source of caffeine. Can't relate. I look forward to my coffee when I go to bed at night. Like I cannot say enough about this. I I live for this. I look forward to the coffee. I look forward to right now I'm on, it's because it's on sale because like the fall is going away and we're going into Christmas flavors. The Nut Pods Pumpkin Spice Creamer. It's dairy-free, coconut milk and almond milk. Delicious. Highly recommend it's on sale right now. So 
Another thing that he's doing at 8.30, this is after he's had his caffeine, he's done all of this. This is when he starts to do hard mental work because, did not know this one, the best time in the morning to do hard mental work is typically two to four hours after waking. You need to schedule these bouts in 90-minute ultradian cycles to match your brain's natural ebb and flow of focus. That's interesting. I'm going to bring one in, that into practice. I don't even know that I can focus for 90 minutes, so that's a me thing. Um, yeah, we'll try that one later in life. At 10.30 a.m., he is doing cardio or resistance workouts for 45 to 60 minutes. I am very interested in Andrew Huberman's way of training. The goal would be to like pick his brain and talk to him about it on here someday, but Instead of that, I will do research on it and relay it back to you. He has a very specific way of training that is more in line with overall health versus like physique and physical appearance goals. It's very interesting. So 10.30, that's when he's working out. This is four afters, four hours after he's woken up. After caffeine intake, he hasn't eaten yet. At 11.30, he's eating a lower-carbohydrate lunch, which is helping him to avoid an afternoon crash. That makes sense. So very protein-dense. I like this so far. My only caveat, and this could be a female thing, this could be a cat thing, is that I need food before I work out unless it's like cardio. If I'm resistance training, I really need some food. That's where I am right now. Peyton's on this like 5 a.m. go to the gym kick. Can't do it. I need a snack first. After... He has a lower carbohydrate lunch. He's walking for five to 30 minutes, so a quick little walk to help reduce potential glucose spike following the meal. Interesting. I have heard that it's healthy to walk after all meals. It helps with digestion. It helps your food to settle better. I think it's good just to clear your head a little bit after a meal. Like As soon as you start to feel full, get up and walk a little bit. And this also further calibrates a circadian rhythm with light exposure. Okay, that makes sense. So you have the meal, you go back outside, you get more light into your eyes because at this point, it's 11.30, it's midday. I like this. At 1 p.m., another session of intensive focus work. Okay. At 2.30 p.m., using an NSDR protocol for 15 to 30 minutes to help recharge by increasing dopamine and mental energy. This is interesting. NSDR is non-sleep deep rest or yoga nidra. This practice, this, this method was developed by Huberman Lab, Dr. Andrew Huberman, and it's a process that combines controlled breathing and a detailed body scanning to bring you into a state of heightened awareness and profound relaxation. The goal of this is to reduce stress, enhance focus, and improve overall well-being. Interesting. You can find resources for this at nsdr.co. There are guiding breathing exercises for this. This is interesting. So he's doing this at 2.30. That makes sense. We all start to get that crash kind of after lunch. Mine is anywhere from 1 to 4 p.m., depending on if I've taught that morning. So listen, I'm going to do this tomorrow and report back to you. At 3 p.m., he's doing less intensive work. So these are responding to texts, emails, calls, et cetera, et cetera, not the deep work. So it sounds like for Andrew Huberman, his deepest work is happening in the morning when his brain and neurons are firing in a certain way. And then as the day goes on, it goes into the less intensive task, which I need to bring this in because I always leave the hard shit for the end of the day because I'm avoiding it. So I think I need to get out. Eat the frog. Don't I always say to eat the frog? Damn. Okay. 
7 p.m. light exposure around sunset. This makes sense. I tell you guys this. I think it's important to get light exposure as the sun starts to go down. It's unfortunate because as I record this, it's 4.36 p.m. and the sun is starting to set. So I need to go for a walk with Miller so that my circadian rhythm can adjust. But this is important so that your body knows it is time to wind down because the goal is to rise and set with the sun. Eating dinner with higher carb foods and proteins help promote relaxation and sleep. That's interesting. So Andrew Huberman is starting the day with low carb and then ending the day with higher carb. Love this one. 8 p.m. Brainstorming around podcast topics or other projects and then spending time with family and or friends. I think it's interesting that he has a little bit of creativity hit around 8 p.m. I like that a lot. And then spends time with family and friends. I th- I try to follow that one. I try to turn my phone off around like 8 p.m.-ish if I can from dinner on at night. I think that's really important. I can get into a really bad habit of like checking my phone right before I go to bed and I notice that that fucks up my sleep. So I completely agree with this. Spend quality time with family or friends. And then at 10.30 p.m., that's when he's settling down. His goal is seven to eight hours of high quality sleep. And he says that is the foundation of mental health, physical health, and performance. So it needs to be a priority. All in all, 10 out of 10 uh, with the anatomy of Dr. Huberman's day. I totally agree with this. Again, this is from the foundations booklet in the athletic greens edition. You can find this at drinkag1.com slash foundations. This was super interesting. I love this. I did learn. I will. I am not following the correct ways of working. I really need to bring that into play, and then I probably need to sleep a little bit more. But yeah, I'm curious. Let me know how much of this you do, how much of this you don't do. Any other tips you have for your day to day routine? Any other hacks that we should recommend to Dr. Huberman? This was fun. I hope they send more of these because I really enjoyed learning about this. Highly recommend searching him, listening to any episodes that he's on if you are interested in biohacking, feeling your best, performing your best physically, mentally, emotionally. Who isn't? That's why we're here to make our brains not hurt. Per usual, if you like the episode, please share it with a pal. Please like, rate, review, share, send me your thoughts. My DMs are always open, catmac underscore fit on Instagram, catmacfit on TikTok. It's a pleasure per usual. I'll see you guys on Thursday. Bye.